0: Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Sincerely Lee and Ray. I am LaDerek Rael.
1: I'm Aaliyah.
0: And today we have a special guest.
1: Yes, he has been a paralegal for three years. He practices family, criminal, and military affairs types of law. And his name is Moses Brown.
2: Hi, guys.
1: And he's also the husband of LaDerek Brown
0: so today we are going to be talking about a topic that is extremely sensitive um we all know that our current state of affairs as far as racial racial injustice in america is shit right now yeah and we have a lot of unanswered questions we have a lot of different perspectives we have so much of everything that is surrounding cases like Rihanna taylor the presidential election george
1: floyd
0: yes um the names know, go on it's just we're tired fed up and so we're going to talk about
1: it so Lederic, what does black lives matter mean to you
0: um black lives matter the whole saying, the whole movement, all that means to me is, it's not taking away from anybody else, any other race. It's Mm -hmm. saying, hey, we're here. Our lives are just as important as the white boys and girls that y'all love to protect so much.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's
0: not, we're not trying to be racist. We're not trying to do anything. It's saying, okay, you guys love to chant all lives matter. Okay, so what about ours? Right. And it, it, like, the whole movement itself, it means, hey, we're here. We're making the a statement saying that we're living we live in this country too we have a voice we have opinions we have a right to the same things that you guys have a right to and for you to continue with that unjust treatment is ridiculous it's outdated you need to elevate your mindset
1: absolutely like because black lives matter to me it's even sad that you even have to say it It like it's sad that you have to make a statement to say black lives matter But, because everyone knows that people only like Black lives for the culture. Because everyone is a culture vulture of Black people, if we're going to be absolutely honest. Mm -hmm. And you want us to chuck and jive and to dance and to make songs and to be pretty and to invent clothing lines and just really just the whole culture of the world. That's what y'all want us to do. Y'all just want us to be entertainers. And what we're trying to tell y'all is that killing us is not okay. And you just want us to be obedient members of society and that's not okay We're people. Just like you get mad, we get mad. Just like you get upset, we get upset. And it's okay for us to get upset and not die. It's okay for us to ask questions and not die. It's okay for us to live our lives like regular citizens in any country because Black Lives Matter is not just America. Black Lives Matter everywhere. In Europe, in Australia, in Asia, everywhere. Black Lives Matter. And the fact that we even have to say this is sad but I'm glad that black people are coming together to say it together and as a black woman you know it's it's, it's I, we're not going to get into that right now but Black lives matter, and I want my black men to know that I love y'all and I appreciate y'all, and I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do to fight for you all's black lives. Just like I'm, I love. I bring that up because I love to see that black men are actually realizing what their roles are supposed to be in the black community. And now they're realizing, okay, it's not me against this woman, it's me with this woman because this woman is always going to rot or die for me because she's a black woman and she understands my fight. Exactly. And so I love the unity that's happening with Black Lives Matter. I just hope that we don't lose our momentum mm-hmm. with this. I hope it's not just a right now thing. It's not just a 2020 situation. I hope It's more than a hashtag. It's more than a hashtag. It's more than a saying. It's more than a t-shirt. And... We're going to talk about a little bit about how people have been, you know, making money off Black Lives Matter and you know, how there have been some conversations about how the we don't know who the owners of Black Lives Matter organization are, but I feel like personally those things don't matter. All that matters is that the word is getting out and that people are actually coming together as a community because that's how we're going to get whatever we need across in the government. We have to come together and be unified and what our stance is and what we want better for our lives to come because we wanna have kids one day and we don't right. want our kids to continue the cycle that we've been continuing. Mm-hmm. Just like our parents didn't want us to have to go through this. So right. it's up to us to do what we're supposed to do. So, Mr. Yeah. Brown, what does Black Lives Matter mean to you? Um,
2: to me, um, Black Lives Matter is a movement in itself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and it's to me, I don't like the fact that we have to explain why come to this hashtag Mm -hmm. black lives matter because for so long we never mattered right so but for so long we also didn't have social media cameras so nobody ever saw it that's true so now that it's been publicly shown to everybody and it's always um of course the cops killing the the black men or or, and or women or both or whomever now it's an issue because we're raising the issue over anybody else Mm -hmm. now now it's just black 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 lives matter People say all lives matter, which is true. It is um, true. I, I agree with that. Everybody matters, but at this particular moment, we're on the we're up there on, on the pedestal right now. Right. Okay. We're the one that's getting gunned down, or we're the one that's, that's looking down, um, being looked down upon for, for everything. But everything that we do, people, a lot of people try to imitate us, and they can't do it. Mm-hmm. So we are really powerful, and ourselves we don't see that. A lot of people don't see that. So okay. it's like. Um, like you said, our parents didn't want us to go through, our kids go through it, but it's going to be here forever. Right. And I, and I hate to say it, but you know, we can do these rallies or these protests or- and marches and stuff. Yeah. And everything, but you'll still have the 25% or people or how, how percentage of or how it may be, not caring about the black lives. That's true. So they'll see us as
1: a ruckus. Yeah, like, oh y'all are messing exactly. up the streets. I can't get to work. Da. Nah, nah, nah. Right. But you don't realize why yeah. I'm interrupting your day. Exactly. Because my day gets interrupted every day.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So it's like uh we have to work harder. Even in your profession. Ooh. You can be talk the about ce- it. You can be the CEO and still have to work harder. Ooh. Because yeah. somebody can be under you, can take your job just like that, just because they want a white man in power, or you know, somebody else in power, mm-hmm. you know? So, any and everything that we have to do, I, I feel like is is for a proper cause. Because if we, if we don't stand up for, for ourselves, then who will?
1: And we won't be giving a disclaimer for this video just in case anyone was waiting for one. Because we're three black individuals and we're speaking from the black perspective, and I'm so whatever the fuck I want. I hope that you don't get offended, but if you do, I hope that you continue to listen and you can understand our perspective because this is a safe space for Black people to say exactly how they feel. And like I said, we're not giving a disclaimer. So if you get offended, oh well. So Mr. Brown, we have Mr. Brown here because he is a paralegal and we want to get his perspective, especially on the Breonna Taylor um, situation because we want to know a little bit of the backstory a little bit of stuff that everyone doesn't know um so if you want to start talking about why no one was convicted for her death because for me i don't know about you ray but i'm just not understanding how you can give my family 12 million dollars but nobody goes to jail for my debt Right. Because for me, $12 million means that you, you knew that you fucked up. You Basically, you knew you fucked up and she had no reason to die. And then, you know, the media... I, I don't... I don't know the facts. So, Mr. Brown is here to give us the facts. So, go ahead and let us know what everybody wants to know is what's the reason why their family, the Taylors, got $12 million but didn't get an arrest?
2: Okay. um, So within court if people don't know um you have civil and criminal uh matters so civil and criminal are totally different um brianna taylor's family they um they couldn't they can't sue the police officers they actually um shot at brown taylor but they can sue the city as a whole okay the city is is who sponsors the police officers they provide the training they they provide um but why
1: can't they sue the officers
2: because if they sue the officers, it'd be just towards them
1: but okay. They
2: the represent the city. The city is who funds them. No, so the money is coming out to them. So, so if we want justice in right. the
1: city. Gotcha. Okay. Who their boss is. Gotcha. Okay. So
2: because the city provides the weapons, city provides the cars, the city provides the training. Gotcha. The academy. Okay. So if Baron's Hill's family feel like that was wrong for death or um negligence, then they can go against the city.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Which
2: is why they got the 12 million because they felt like they should have handled that, you know, differently. Right. So, um, but with the matter, I'm glad that, that, that they did get the, the 12 million dollars uh, in the lawsuit, which is good. Um, because, Although it does because they wrong for death, but yeah. even though they can do that, it still doesn't bring back. That life. Yeah, bring back the It doesn't
1: replace it either. And There's no that's amount. What, of that's what everybody
2: gets hung up on. But yeah. So basically what you guys just said that they're admitting the guilt, but they're not doing any uh, convictions, um, which is true. Um, So that's the difference. And then with the criminal um, charges. So regarding this case, the police officer that did go to the apartment, they did have a proper cause to go to the apartment. And why? They did have an adequate search warrant to go to the apartment um, Hmm. because of her former friend, uh, Mr. Jamarcus Glover. Okay. Um, he was recently with Miss Brianna Taylor.
1: With like a relationship, mm-hmm. like relationship. a romantic, yeah. relationship. romantic relationship. Okay. Right. So Brianna was in a romantic relationship with Mr. Glover.
2: Mhm.
1: And so then go ahead.
2: Correct. So and uh, Mr. Glover has a long, rap sheet of uh, crimes and convictions of with the police department, mm-hmm. and uh, he's been on the radar for a while. Um, but prior to even uh, this event taking place. Um, they have been canvassing the the areas of uh, Mr. Glover because he had recently got out.
1: Okay, so um, he just got out of prison recently, and so uh, they were trying to track him to see like mm-hmm, if he's going to do another really crime. Is,
2: and a, a lot of things that people don't know about this is that Mr. Glover listed Brianna Taylor's apartment as his home residence.
1: Oh, I did not know that.
2: So if anytime you get out, if you have to. If you have to Rolled out or whatever the case may be, you need a home residence. Right. So wherever your home residence is, that's where they're going to keep their own, you know, oh. um, regardless of the fact if Brianna Taylor is
1: moved on or anything. Exactly.
2: So if um, he's used as a residence, that's what they're going to keep looking out for. Um, but even
1: is that legal for them to like watch where he is and mm-hmm. to like watch where he's going?
2: Yeah, yeah, um, perfectly legal because it's for like, how
1: long, like the rest of his life, um, they can always watch him, not
2: necessarily. But most of the time, no one's gonna get out or when they rolled out, um, they also um, make sure that you know they're doing on a straight and right. narrow, mm-hmm, okay. Um, it's basically like a, uh, a PI private investigator okay. You know, people get a divorce, uh, sometimes the spouse, maybe the wife, will hire a PI. Follow the husband around to see if he's cheating, you know, it's perfectly fine. You know, because okay. you're out in public.
1: Gotcha. No okay. rules
2: against public no, so gotcha. Um, not in the home, we can't control what's going on in the home. But if you see if I see you driving here to an area that's known for drugs or narcotics or crimes, then I see you going back home to Miss Taylor's house, oh, okay, I think you're traffic, I think you're moving things or mm. even even um in the in the brief of the case, um, they had seen Mr. Uh, Mr. Glover bringing packages in and from uh, Mrs. Taylor's house. But what Mr. if it was Taylor's just home.
1: Amazon packages? Like, how can they...
2: It, it could be Amazon packages, you know? But you, they have the right to know. ask
1: because I he's mean, on probation? Not,
2: not necessarily ask, but they can just see a package. And normally when things are transported that are high volume are mainly in packages, hmm. brown boxes or bags or, or whatever it may be. But considering his background and his history, that's the proper cause that they thought that he was still doing giving drugs out of the home.
1: So then, how did they get a warrant for just seeing somebody move packages?
2: Um, so, even watching him, uh, and um, a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people may not. Really I'm a lot like, of people. I don't know
1: everything. So. May not
2: like what I'm about to say or go ahead or, or, and say or, it go agree ahead. with it. But um, within the facts of the case, um, with the surveillance that was going on, they had also too seen miss taylor in the vicinity in the uh, vicinity with uh mr. Glover. mr glover
1: so they were still the hanging areas, out right, essentially
2: still, still hanging out everything Ooh. so um that's like if for instance if i were to get out and i'm still out there doing god knows weddings still selling but still um trafficking or whichever case may be and they're watching me they know i lay my head in, or where they think i lay my head at because my right. home residency is
1: and they this, see you with the person who actually does right, live there, exactly. so then it's like, what's going
2: on? What's really going on? So, um, but with the search warrant, how they came about is just proper cause. Um, they watch for months, they can go to the judge, hey, judge, we have this. We've seen that he's uh had packages. Uh, he, he's been in areas where um, it's it's hot, it's narcotics or whatever case might be. Um, even that night of the raid, when they did go to Ms. Taylor's house, they um invaded uh other homes where mr glover had been and actually did find narcotics so so it was previous homes that they went to that uh glover been to that's known for drugs
1: so then why didn't they go if they knew that another party was there that did not have
2: but see that's a rap mean, sheet
1: why not go in the daytime
2: you never know who's in the house
1: but um but that's what i'm saying like okay so if they've been canvassing brianna taylor's house Mm-hmm. For however many months or however long or whatever, why wouldn't they just ask her? Why wouldn't they have a conversation? Why wouldn't they pop up in the morning on a mm-hmm. Tuesday because. or something? Because if they if they've been watching, then they know her schedule at this point, or they know right. at least when she's home. So why not go in the daytime? Why yeah. go at night, guns blazing? When like you said, you don't know who's home. I can see that. Um, so why did or you don't know? That's just a, that's no, something I mean, you just don't know.
2: For for me, from my perspective.
1: Oh, they want the element of surprise is that the what it is because
2: think about it at night you're the most vulnerable you're asleep you know you don't know what's going on nothing like you're not securing anything you know in the daytime mr glover isn't home yeah he's out so whatever he do have it's probably with him so if, if, if they think it's nighttime you know what i'm saying i think he might have dropped it off mm-hmm. and if and think it's there or it, that simply they might even think that he's in the house You know, because that's his home of residence. So, like I said before, they had been to other homes that night that Mr. Glover had been to. So, they had
1: found narcotics in the other homes. Correct.
2: So, Mr. Glover might not, they they might not even see Mr. Glover that night. But because they had the search warrants, they can go to the homes and do the search.
1: So, then why did they go in guns blazing or did they not go in guns
2: blazing? So, um, reading the facts of the case, I always first that because I'm not going to talk. I understand. Like, just
1: on top of my head but, I
2: understand um
1: and we appreciate that Yes.
2: Yeah. reading the facts of the case um when they been, when they did go go to the house they did uh they did not send this to police but if they were sleeping you're not gonna quarters, hear that yeah uh, Walker uh, which is Brianna Taylor's boyfriend now at the time um claimed that he did not
1: uh, he didn't
2: hear it he, he didn't hear it so if they're walking in, it's dark in the hallway, as it's said in here, um, in front of some of the facts, it's dark in the hallway. Um, Mr. Walker, who was licensed to carry his 9 millimeter, he fired first.
1: Right, he because he didn't know who was in his right, house.
2: Because he thought it was Glover.
1: Ah. Which
2: made them fire back. Right. And so when they fire back, they fire back to save themselves, because if they're getting shot at, they right. can't see anything, or they hear gunshots. So, they're shooting and mm-hmm. shooting is one against two people that's up there in the house mm-hmm. so if you have two people shooting it's double the bullets that's going to travel or go wherever and mm-hmm. that's how mrs taylor
1: uh, so she was with, mistakenly shot is what yes. you're saying so she wasn't even just the
2: target standing
1: over her head right. and getting shot she at.
2: was still in her room so when shooting i mean bullets has not, nobody's name on. you know
1: what are you
2: gonna say? My
0: thing is, um, if you're monitoring somebody's house,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know who's there.
1: Right.
0: You know if someone comes and goes, like, which is why I felt like they won the money in the civil suit because if you're watching somebody's house, you know the traffic. Right. You know who was at home at certain times. Like y'all have a history. Y'all know the pattern so you're coming in there granted okay they have probable cause mm-hmm. but you're going into somebody's home and okay
1: you can tell he doesn't live there because you've been watching it for right. so long
0: y'all know this okay if he listed that address that that's where he was paroled at mm-hmm. but y'all have looked at other location that he was not there y'all should have eyes everywhere right correct so it's just in my in my opinion, is stupid. It's bad. Wait work, until, in
1: my
0: like, if you have a search warrant for the house, okay, catch their asses when they not there. Go right. to the house and search when they not there.
1: Right.
0: Or pick them up and take them downtown for questioning. You know, like you can go to their jobs. You know where they work at. You know where they, you know where they're at. Twenty four seven. If you're I'm watching, watching them. them, so it's like. Granted, there's facts to why they did what they did, but then it's also like... Why? Why? Mm-hmm. When you could've went a whole nother route about it. No mm-hmm.
1: one should've
2: lost their life because y'all are doing a rape. Right.
1: And that's why they got the 12 million.
2: And also too, um, they do all this evidence and get all this uh, evidence and... Um, sorry, all this evidence. Um, so if something like this does happen, they can go to court and say well, judge We've had this for months. We've been seeing this for months. We got this and that. Why didn't you do that shit months ago?
0: Because it wasn't enough at that
2: time. They they wanted... They, they, they wanted it was to the other build. houses
1: with right. the narcotics so, that put the nail in the coffin.
2: Correct. So they they wanted to build their case before they go in because they know things can go left really quick. And it did. You know, and, and so, like I said before, but I totally agree with, um, with Derek with what he just said yeah. wholeheartedly, 100%. I feel the same way. It was bad you police know? work, right? But on on my end, also too, I'm like, okay, well, let me just read into this and see what really, you know, yeah. what's happening. Um, I mean, it's it's a tragic and it's sad that, that it did happen, but that's how they operate. They're, they 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 will never go into a home unless they know a hundred percent that they're secured with whatever may happen, which is why a lot of people um, they watch them for months, two months at a time. Three six months, you know, you, you never know what to watch, but they will always build their case against you.
1: And I get that, but that I just feel like
2: but which is, it's it's
1: pretty yeah, shitty. It's
2: it's, it's that really was shitty. That
1: was bad police work. Like oh yeah, period. Like that was bad. Mm-hmm. It was bad.
2: And so that's why they couldn't come to a conviction because what they had was a but they had
1: warranted them to go into the house they had a
2: reasonable search but what
1: they did was unacceptable
2: yeah that was that was unacceptable unacceptable
1: unacceptable i definitely don't accept it i appreciate you giving us those facts absolutely Mm -hmm. even though you know it may i hope it doesn't offend any of our listeners here but we just want everyone to hear some more facts about the case that i didn't know that ray didn't know just so we can know what we didn't know and it's unfortunate that bad police work is continuing to happen. So, Mr. Brown, what are some of our rights with the police? So, like, if I get pulled over, I know some of our listeners might not know, but I know when you get pulled over, you can say no to them searching your car. You can get, they have, they can, you can say no to that. You so, can
2: say no right. to that, but if they have proper calls,
1: and what's probably because um, they smell something on me? Yeah.
2: If, if, if they smell marijuana or even if you've been drinking. Yeah. They can smell your breath. They can ask you to step out of the
1: car. So you if, know, we, go ahead. So, so we, if they ask ahead. me to step out of the car, I have to step out the car. If it's I can't say no. Yeah. But then, okay, so, but what if I hadn't been drinking and they want me to step out the car and I don't want to?
2: If, but if, in that case, then, um. You, you can ask them, what, what's the reason for you stopping over. And then or, what if they get
1: mad? Then what am I supposed to do? If they just
2: say, you have the right, to, have the right to, to remain silent.
1: And I have the right to stay in my car. Mm-hmm.
2: You can say that, and once you say that, they're supposed to honor that. Because that's that's one of the, the uh, Miranda rights that they read you when they arrest you. So even before then, that's your right to remain silent. So even if they pull you over, if they ask you where you're coming from, where you're going, where you live, where you're from, you have to answer that.
1: Well, let me back up. When I get pulled over, do I have to put my window down? Is that like a law? Is that a law that I have to put my window down?
2: Um, not necessarily. It's a law that you have to put your window down, but I mean...
1: I do have to comply?
2: You have to comply with them because they're, they're obviously... I mean, you need to see what is going on. You know, you can't hit them through your, through your window. Understandable. So, you know, so you have to... I mean, not already. You can crack it because for me, I crack mine because you're not gonna be all in my in my car, you know, and see what's going on, but I'm cracking like, yes, sir. And then, you know, they ask for your license. And the easiest thing to do is just comply with them.
1: You know. but some people comply. And then it's like, if you ask a question, they're offended that you're asking them a question when at the end of the day, and I mean this with no disrespect, you get paid by my taxes. Oh, so it's sure. kind of like I get in and, and you're a person. This is, This isn't even about just people who get paid by mm-hmm. taxes. Like I'm allowed to ask any human being a question just because I'm black. Doesn't mean I don't get to ask follow up questions. So if I know that a cop is getting hostile, what should I do? Should I just calm down, or because I have the right to be upset, just like anyone oh, yeah. else has the right to be upset? So. For sure, you, you have the right to be upset. But I shouldn't antagonize, please. That's mm-hmm. something I know. Not but I'm all. just talking about if I get a if you're pulling me over, my life's not messed up. I didn't do anything illegal, and now you now I'm aggravated because now you've mm-hmm. ruined my day. Right. So like,
2: for me, even though so, sometimes you get pulled over, like uh, for me, for instance, uh, I got, I was. You know, doing what I was supposed to do about a month ago, maybe. Like that. I had got pulled Just over by. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had got pulled over by the by the police officer uh, for myself, but I knew that uh, I had done anything wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, he, he came to my car and, and everything like that, and asked me, you know, for my license and stuff. He asked, me if you know, I put him over." Well he put me over? And I said, "I didn't. I don't know why he put me over." Um, and he was asking me questions and all that kind of stuff, and um, come to find out that um, uh, my insurance was well—just well, to be clear, my insurance was paid. But it was not; it had not been registered with my car. That was uh, a missile with uh, Progressive.
1: Gosh, gotcha. yeah. Um,
2: but for me, even in that, a lot of people will take that. Oh, since as as come up, you're hostile. So as soon as you're hostile with a police officer, they get them probably proper call that you're hiding something. That you're nervous, yeah. So they're trying Hell to pick be up, nervous if y'all walk into the car right. with your hand, you and people right? is getting murdered so, every day
1: for doing nothing.
2: Right. And they are trained to, well, uh, someone are trained to look for that, but it's still not a justice as to why they do become hostile. Um, Uh-oh. but for me, I just tell people that they ask me if you might come to your to your to your, your doctor. You do? Just be calm. Like even if you are pissed off to the max and you really don't know what's going on and
1: you- I'm tired of that. Black people always gotta be calm. We always have to be calm. We always always have to be perfect. But white people can go crazy in the grocery store and that's okay.
0: I will say this, because I I know she won't mind me sharing it, but I have a coworker who I call my work mom. And she was telling me one time she was speeding, Going downtown mm-hmm. and she got pulled over, and she literally cracked the joke with the police officer and was laughing and giggling and got out of her ticket. And she's blind, I'm, I'm assuming. Yes. And in my back of my head, like I don't like to be that pessimistic person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in nobody my head, does. I was like, shit, my black ass can't be away with Exactly. Right. They're gonna be like, That's <laughs> a reality. It's like
1: so like you're joking with me? You know, that did
2: happen you I did a joke no no, no i did oh. a joke but
1: speeding downtown yeah i got to step out the car so i was like oh, and you stepped out the car mm-hmm. i'm not stepping out my car y'all got to pull me out no for real because i know it's nothing in my car and i don't gotta prove nothing to another human being like that superior complex right. of being a cop is insane like i was in the that military and i don't have a superior complex mm-hmm. of me giving my life to I, you signed. listen you are not you do not have a gun up to your head to become a police officer that is a job you applied for that job so i don't want to hear this oh i'm doing this i'm doing this you signed up just like i signed up and i raised my right hand to give my life for the american people so did you that's your job your job is you put your life on the line. So you don't get to have a superior complex when your job is to protect my life. Even if I'm speeding, even if I took an illegal turn, even if I did something wrong, at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, your job is to protect my life. Your job is not to get upset with me because I'm asking you a question or our conversation turns left and then you decide to pull a gun out on me. Like I've seen so many videos and it's like, a person just asks a question and they pull out their gun. And I'm like, granted, I might not know what happened, excuse me, five seconds before that video started, but I see a conversation and then all of a sudden a gun, I'm like, what does a black man or a black woman asking a question, how does that turn into you wanted to kill me? Because you're mad. And that's when I always go back to saying that these people that are becoming police officers, that we need to retrain them and we also need to have better psychological personality tests because what's happening is that people who used to be bullied, I'm gonna tell y'all my opinion. People who used to be bullied in high school, people who were afraid in high school, people who were small in high school, people who were little and who felt bad and who were bullied by their friends, their family, other students, teachers, those are the people that are becoming cops and those are scared people. And I tell you, just like I told people in the military, it was people that I went to basic training with that I said should not have graduated because I would have never given them a gun to protect other lives because you're scared. You cannot give a scared person a weapon, period. Because what is a scared person gonna do? As soon as they they feel like you're you're Mm -hmm. intimidated, as Mm -hmm. soon as they feel intimidated, Mm -hmm. boom. The gun is going to come out because they know that over everything this gun is going to shut you up this gun is going to get you in check and for me as a black woman who has a black brother and who has black best friends that are men that's a problem and that's why I need Black people to come together because it's gonna take us coming together and us getting in these jobs and us becoming these senators and us becoming these judges and us becoming these lawyers for us to make the change. It's not gonna take us becoming rappers and singers and fashion designers to make change. And I'm that's, I'm just gonna say it how it is.
0: And on that note, you guys, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. So much for bearing with us while we take that break. We realized that uh, tensions were very high. Very high. Needed to take a moment to (laughs) sit back.
1: But we should respect everybody's Um,
0: opinion. The conversation continued to go on even when we went on break. So I want to reintroduce some of the things that we were still talking about. Um, One of the things was when we get pulled over and they, for instance, they say you fit the description of someone Mm -hmm. and how the police reacts to that black male or that black woman and just how things can go left so quickly when they could be a different way. And Moses was doing a really good job explaining, like, the difference between. So if you don't mind continuing that
2: conversation while we're recording. Um... (laughs) <laughs> what I was telling Aaliyah earlier um, is that a lot of people when crimes do do happen in the areas where there's a high crime rate um, they can call in and say hey this this black male with dreads white t-shirt baggy jeans driving a, a certain car this color you know and can never give a tag uh, number so mm-hmm. if a police is riding in the area and see oh man this guy fits, fits the description. This is the color of the car. This is the same model of the car. You know, sometimes police officers, they'll pull you over, no question to ask, telling you, get out the car, hands up, hands up. And then here I am sitting here like, well, what the did I do? Right. So now I'm sitting here standing my ground saying, I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything. But what I don't know is they have information that they think is me, but it's really not me. Right. They mistakenly think that it's me. So that's where a lot of the crossfire comes from. You know what man. I'm saying? So if they come in gun blazing and you're just like, man, I just got of work like What's really going on? You know, it can cause um, a lot of trouble for the victim or the the, the suspect that they think it is. So um, it's a lot of things where we just I mean, it is scary. And it, like Liz said that we are tired of just being calm and just yeah uh, I'm tired just
1: of being domiciled yeah. like I'm tired of exactly
2: that. so it's like I'm not getting work. I'm not getting I'm not getting out of my car that didn't do anything, you know? But I feel like it needs to be another uh, training or something.
1: It does to like to go need...
2: about this because if this person is saying, Hey, it's not me, it's not me just because I look like the, the average black man here in Atlanta or here in Texas or here anywhere you know what i'm saying but then at
1: the same time i could understand if something happens and then you really don't remember a lot of what that person looked like like i could only imagine mm-hmm. like let's say for devil's advocate if my purse got stolen and all i remember is a white guy with orange hair with a red shirt on and i was close to the brave stadium so that means that the police is gonna to go to the Brave Stadium and stop every guy with orange hair in a red shirt. No, I don't think they would. I think they would tell you my purse is gone and I need to cancel all my cars and get a new ID. But I feel yeah. like, but that's just my opinion. That's a, that's just me generalizing because I I don't know because I've never been in that situation. But it's a lot of situations where I don't. Know, I'm just I'm just sick of black people being crucified for being black and how my brown skin automatically makes me a threat. Because God gave me this brown skin, baby. Like God blessed me with this and this is not a crime. And what I want, I hope we have some white listeners. And what I want my white listeners to know is that brown skin is not a threat. Just because someone has brown skin, does that make them aggressive? Does not make them angry? It does not make them a threat. What brown skin does make you is passionate. We are very passionate people, because out of all the stuff that we have been through starting before slavery to now, and we haven't caused a civil war based just upon how we've been treated, means that we are very passionate and compassionate people. So the fact that we haven't turned up on y'all yet says a lot about us and also says a lot about y'all. Because what I also will say is that a lot of provoking has been going on. And my mother and I have talked about the fact that we feel like that certain individuals, and I'm not gonna generalize because I don't wanna do that, but there has been certain parties in the world that have been trying to antagonize us to where we feel like they're trying to make us start a Civil War. They want us to be mad enough to where we go and get our guns and we militia up and we come They
2: still want coming. to control us.
1: But what I'm here to tell you is that the God that I serve that doesn't have us operating that way. What are you doing Even though I don't, I don't, I don't know. So this is a question I will ask Ray. What do you think it will take to change our justice system? What are you thinking? You don't have to have the perfect answer, but just what in your mind right now do you feel like would be the next steps to make that change in our justice system? that we need so that we at least get treated equally because it's black women who put their kids in better school systems and got 20 years in prison, but these white ladies who gave the colleges Uh, millions of dollars (laughs) and got a slap on the wrist and some probation time in the same country.
0: What I will say is it's it's gonna take more than just black people unifying and protesting. I agree speaking out against the different injustices that are happening against us it's going to take white people hispanics asians middle eastern people it's going to take everybody as a collective whole because we are no longer the minority is that i want people to understand that we are not the minority the reason why,
1: mm-hmm. like, it's the
0: reason why a lot of things are happening and people don't understand, like,
1: white people going extinct.
0: They want to stop funding the abortion clinics. You know why? Because white women are the ones having abortions. You want to know why? They want to stop that because they know that their the Caucasian population is not as is not the majority anymore, and. It's going to take everybody working together, everybody standing up for what they believe in and not being silent. Like, I'm a big advocate for, you know what? Love who you love, but if you, for instance, you're a black guy and you date white women, don't date a white woman who's passive and does not care about the needs that your people are going through. Because I promise you, when you have kids, your kid's not going to be... Oh, my kids are mixed. Okay. Your kids are black. But your kids are going to be considered black in the eyes of the law and everything else. And so find somebody that wants to stick up for you and stick up for what you believe in. And people don't think about that. Like it's going to take more than just black people. Because once we get our shit together as a community, okay, yeah, we're going to be strong as fuck. But we need. The white community we need the asian community we need the hispanic community we need the middle eastern community we need everybody together as a collective whole to make change because not only are black people going through shit other races are going through shit but we're focusing on black people right now because we're the ones being shitted on 24 7.
1: right and
0: it's just it's a bigger picture and people don't see that yet and i get that because we want to fix us within first but, you know,
1: you just... It takes more than just us. It takes I agree. more than us. I agree. Moses, what do you think it would take to change our justice system?
2: <laughs> um, it would have to start with the law. Can I interrupt okay. for Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: First of all, we need to get these old ass people out of office that ain't got shit to do with the current population of people. First of all, why the fuck you letting seventy some year old people make rules and laws wow, for people who ain't even the goddamn majority no they more? Are sick Let and they, they asses go. We know the requirements to run for office, run for president. Why the fuck are we electing these old ass men with outdated ideas? Because nobody ideas? else is
1: running. That goes back to that goes back to what I said: is that we have to take those roles, we have to become those lawyers. We have to become those politicians that are actually going to stand up for our community. That's what I was talking to someone about earlier is that what what the president to me is a figurehead. That's my opinion. The people who matter are your local government officials. So if your local government officials are not doing what they said that they were going to do when you voted them in, hold them accountable. Because those are the individuals that are taking your opinions and who's supposed to represent your opinions in Congress. And so if those people are not representing your opinions, hold them accountable, you pay them. Essentially, the senators are your employees. So do what needs to be done, send those emails, take that time off of your your job, go to the office, or you need to create some groups. Like that's, that's what I feel like we need to do is to develop action groups that are gonna go up to the senator's office, have meetings and hold them accountable because it's our lives, it's our taxes, it's our everyday world. And we have to hold these people accountable that we're, we're voting them in. People aren't getting into office because they wanna be in office. We're voting them in and if they're bull crap, then we need to put in something that's actually gonna focus on our needs. Not some people that's gonna say, oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that and then not do those things. Fuck yeah. them.
2: And that's why I say it starts with just law, government or whoever because that's who's making these decisions it's not us because we're not in office we're not on the bench we're not up there making we're not there doing rulings we're not out there making arrests just dealing with the law with the government so yeah that's who you vote for you know and um i hope everybody votes i hope
1: everyone is registered <laughs> to vote please start voting now because remember yes. voting but, does not start right. december what third i
2: think November. So,
1: it does not start then (laughs) voting has started now go i plan on voting tomorrow at the state farm arena because if you're a fulton county resident i heard you can go up to the state farm arena and vote and that the wait is like five minutes yeah so please vote now voting does not start in november voting has started in georgia please i don't i don't really know about other states excuse me but if you're in georgia please go vote I don't care if you don't like Biden. I don't care. You gotta you gotta want Biden more than you want Trump again. Right and then let these two figureheads set the example for you setting the standard for what you want in a senator and, and what you want in the governor and what you want in the mayor.
2: Correct, and hopefully in the next four years, we have better candidates that's running for president that really, that really means all.
1: So be inspired. You don't have to be a lawyer to one for Congress. You don't have to be a lawyer to be a senator or to be a mayor or to be a governor or to be a state official or anything like that. You don't have to. You don't have to be, you know, politically correct or the perfect, you know, cookie-cutter person. If you know what you stand for, then get a group of people that are going to be able to financially support you and be able to promote you because we need change. You know we, you need change. You know you don't like the way your life is every day. You know you want better for yourself and for your family. And if you want better for yourself and your family, then you should want to vote better. And voting better means holding people accountable. And holding people accountable means that sometimes we got to take that sacrifice and be like, hey, I'm going to be the change that I want in the world. Sometimes you got to say, hey, you got to do it. You got to. That's our responsibility. We're 25, 26, we're, we're getting older. We're getting older and it's our responsibility. It's not, oh, it's our parents, no, it's us. because
2: They've been there, lived there, done that, did
1: what they can do now. And I feel like us, we are that group of people that are not saying no to the bullshit. And if we're saying no to the bullshit in our relationships and we're saying no to the bullshit in our family, then we need to say no to the bullshit in our government and hold our government accountable because at the end of the day, we control the government. If y'all didn't know, we have the power. We just gotta use it. Like like uh, Mr. Brown was saying earlier, when it comes to Black people's power, we hold the financial power in America at least. Mm-hmm. If we stop shopping for one Day, i'm not saying shop black on tuesdays like some radio stations are promoting which i think is awesome but if we stop shopping period for 24 hours with anybody our economy would feel that that lets you know how powerful we are the fact that trump finds these ragamuffin black people to hold up his his signs and to say that they voting for him. Yeah, I'm talking about y'all crazy asses. Ridiculous. Your grandmother is in her grave shaking right now because you're a disgrace. So I'm finna call you out right now on the podcast. You are a disgrace to the race and your ancestors. <laughs> that, but, but the fact that he's doing that shows you the power that we have. The fact that Rappers and all these people are coming together shows you the power that we have. We have. The, they they know that Black people are the power. They know that we. They know that we control the vote. They know that. So if white people know our power, why haven't we recognized our power?
2: Because we still feel like we
1: are enough. At the reason because. why is because we keep trying to be mm-hmm. equal. Mm-hmm. And what I need Black people to know, we and I'm not. Don't
2: okay.
1: go ahead. We are. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm superior to any human being, but we're the shit, period. The fact that we control the vibe anywhere, period. You make- Look at TV. Oh yeah. Look at music. Look at the government. They make laws to keep us down because we're that powerful. Like you, you have to see that. You have to see the power that you have as a black person. And you have to use that for the betterment of other colored people. Like Array was saying, Hispanic people, Asian people, native people, Indian people. You have to recognize your power because they know without us, they can't do it. They can't. If, if we all left, let's say all the colored people left, America, what they gonna have going on? What they gonna have going on?
2: But that's what I was saying, um, Aaliyah, is we may know that we have the power, you know.
1: I don't think we know.
2: But that's about to say, there's still a percentage of us, of black people, that is still looking for the okay from the white man.
1: And that's the problem. And
2: they would never get the okay from it. So you keep working and working and doing this and doing that. For me, I've left plenty of jobs. If I feel like I ain't where I'm supposed to be, or I don't, I, I bust my ass every day at this job, I would, I would give you a notice. Don't of be laughing at Mr. Brown. You no, know, it's true. Because I know, I would give you a notice on Monday and say this today's my last day. You know what I'm saying? Because if I feel like I'm not being respected Absolutely.
1: enough,
2: I'm out of there. I don't care if I got a job in the tomorrow, or next week, or whatever. I'm out of there because, because it, it's simple fact that. I went to school. I have my education. I'm just as educated as the person that's next to me, or even more educated. But, because I'm simply black, you don't want me to overpower anybody else. And I've experienced that, and Derek did too. Derek, for a long time, I had to realize who I was. I was at this old firm I was working for. For two years, I stayed. It was part-time. For two years, I stayed there. Two years. And I was like, oh, they're going to they gonna help me. They're going to do it. You know, When I graduate, they're going to do it. I graduated well they're gonna do it they're gonna do it and Derek was like no nah, you you have to get out of there you know what I'm saying so I got there and I was like damn they really wasn't for me because Mm -hmm. of of who I was you know what I'm saying so as soon as I left they let the other person not to offend anybody that was just white go ahead be full-time paralegal Mm -hmm. so I was like Derek saw it but I didn't so For a while, I was one of the percentage that was like looking for the okay Mm. from the white man. I'm not afraid to admit it, admit that. So I was looking for the okay from the white man and then I to realize like, shit. So even previously, my old job uh, that I was at before, if I got to my job now, even before he even said anything, I was like, this job ain't for me. Mm. I'm not where I want to be. They're not respecting me. I would always come home with stories and just be irate, you know? Get into it with the managers, like whatever case may be. Like this, this ain't for me. Yeah. With the job I'm at now, <laughs> baby, it's all for me. You know. That's good. So, cause they they see what I'm worth. You know what I'm saying? Like they give me what I what I ask for. Like it's.
1: That's good. Where it's at. So Every black is, life is respected at this yes, job.
2: Yes. Absolutely. That's because good. predominantly, this firm is probably 15 with three blacks. Mm-hmm. So, I feel superior in there when I'm kicking ass every day with these cases, when I'm going through this with the family. Even, even coming in, I didn't know anything about military matters. Coming in, I, I think the past times I've told Derek, I don't know if I told Derek or not, the cases I've been working on, 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 on the military matters. So, I came in, not touching that at all, to surpassing another person, you know, okay. who's not simply black. Mm working with the, with the partner.
1: Come on, Mr. And while we're talking about that, how do you job, feel about that?
2: I want him to tell his
0: Juneteenth story because
2: oh my that gosh. made me fall in
0: love with
2: his job.
1: So tell us your Juneteenth story you guys, and then we'll wrap so, it
2: up. So yeah, so this is going to be a, a great story to end the, the, case, podcast, the podcast. Go
1: ahead. Tell us.
2: So on Juneteenth, we, we, we knew about it, you know, cool, cool, cool. Bye. Apparently, my firm that I work for now had no idea what that was, but one person,
1: and it was a black person, white. Oh, and
2: this person is like late seventies, okay, early seventies. So he's been through the racism, like you know, all that. He can. He's like, hey Mo, cause they're coming, coming Mo. Yeah. Hey Mo, he was like, do you know what today is? I was like. (laughs) yeah, I know what today is. He was like, yeah, today is Juneteenth. Juneteenth, and he started talking about it, you know, about uh, about Juneteenth. And uh, the partner that I actually worked for, side by up with Military Matters. Uh, he didn't come to me first, but he went to the other partners, had a meeting right then and there. And he was like, you guys, I honestly didn't know today was a national holiday. Wow. So he was like, "Let' going for let's make this a national holiday." He was like, "You guys have the rest of the day off, take off." He's like, "I apologize for not knowing what this day meant to anyone or everyone." And now nah, I respect Juneteenth. So a lot of people don't know or didn't More know. You know, right? And so, but like they're saying, for somebody white to even acknowledge that and mm. be like, like mid day of work, it was like ten o'clock. Like, like we busting ass. He was like. Take off, go home. Today's a holiday. And I was like, okay, shut the whole front, down. So it was like, it's, that's what we need to come together as one to make black lives, to make Black Lives Matter something,
1: like, you know, like, like like Ray said, yeah, gotta come together. We need more than just Black people. We we gotta come together, like you said. Like we need them to come together too. So how do you want to close this out, Ray? Give us some words.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know this podcast was very intense. Mm -hmm. Um, It probably pushed you off, probably made you upset, made you cuss in your car, at home, on your lunch break.
1: I hope you pushed through and got to this far. Right. Wherever
0: you listen to it. It was definitely worth it. It it is. And um, like Aaliyah said, we're not going to give a disclaimer because we're three black individuals and we're speaking from our perspective and the things that we've been through and the things that we've observed and we know what it's like to be black in America Every day. and we know also know what it takes to make situations better and we're not trying to say pacify all black people but we're saying we need to work together we need to get it together we need to yeah. make it Understandable that we are important as fuck.
1: Period. And y'all know it. (laughs) Y'all are important.
0: We just want to thank you guys for listening.
1: Please share, subscribe, rate us. Yes. Share us with all your friends and family. And tune in next Wednesday. Tune in next Wednesday. Bye.